0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, once again to the Oz Network as we continue on our coverage of Third Watch, our exclusive coverage as we move very much into the pointy end. We're into the final six episodes. We're up to episode 17 of season six, Kingpin Rising, written by Charles Murray, directed by Nelson McCormick. First aired on the 25th of February, 2005. And if you've ever wanted to see Third Watch, tackle vampires then you're in for a treat because this is what we're here to do today apparently my name is
1: ben and an hour back and i already hate you (laughs) what's up everybody my name is darvel and i gotta say if i ever caught you anywhere near my daughter you'd get to test out that whole vampires are immortal theory
0: not the first time i've ever heard that from a man telling me that about their daughter um I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, we're here, Davel. Can you actually believe we are here about to talk about vampires?
1: Now, quite frankly, this belongs on the X Files or something,
0: not <laughs> on Third Watch. I don't even know if the X Files would make it this cheesy. To be completely honest,
1: <laughs> no, they'd actually make it. Re- they'd actually make it seem real.
0: Yeah, look, I think the problem with this episode is that um, it's like even the stuff around Marcel's not overly exciting and i think kind of they're just they're stretching for something here and uh you know you i think this is a, definitely the part of the show you can tell they're on the way out um yeah and i mean what 2005 when did twilight come out when did all the vampire craze happen it was around about here wasn't it so
1: uh, no i i'd say it was around I'd say it was around 07 or 08. Hmm.
0: Well, maybe Third Watch started it. Did it start it?
1: Um, <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. I hate to think that Stephanie Meyer saw this episode or saw these saw this series of episodes dealing with the vampires, <laughs> then dreamed about it, and then wrote Twilight.
0: Well, the movie came out in 2008. The novel came out in October 5, 2005, so this episode did come out well before that. So, yeah, God... Um, Anyway, I think it's just it's just a shame because I think um, I think the like it's an interesting storyline that they can do around sort of a teenager who's I guess rebelling against her mother. But you know, you you do this so differently in season one to what you do in season six. They kind of just go for the shock and the glamour and the over the topness of it in this episode. Whereas if this was season one, I don't think you mentioned the word vampire. You've just got a girl who. Likes to drink blood, basically. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> you can you can tell it's um a little bit different as well because the previously ons now are very tense, like they've got this really tense electric guitar that's going on, like like really tension filled. And yeah, to, to prove my point about not ever having to watch the medical investigation episode, you essentially get all of the uh, confirmation you ever need that Carlos is okay in the previously on. So even the Writers of this episode knew that no one probably watched that garbage that was medical investigation, so we better quickly show a two second clip of, hey, Carlos is sick, hey, Carlos is bad, uh, better, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I think we can move through this episode pretty quickly. You just said that to me off air, and I, I agree with you. We, um, start off with Cruz and Jelly. They're in a morgue, uh, looking at all these burnt victims from the explosion that Marcel did in the last, uh, third watch episode at least, and, uh, of course, mm-hmm. there has to be plenty of jokes and references to burnt meat and Jelly's ex-wife, and you've got this quirky morgue attendant who they're trying to make a thing, which never becomes a thing. So, yep. Um, then we get a cheesy like the the cheesy one-liners, I think, have really just caught on from medical investigation because you know we've all got cruzy mm-hmm. going. What does what um, Jelly say? Like, you catch him, I'll uh, you know buy you a car. And It's like, oh, even better, I'll have one smooth-talking Carl Rowan that thinks he's better than me off the street. Like, come on, no one talks like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, We have Marcel talking to some other gang members, basically saying he's representing 660 soldiers. There's only 70 cops that show up to the 5-5. One of these guys is all like, what if I don't want to do it? And then he's like, well, then we have 550. You have 82. Simple math. So, okay. Uh, (laughs) Um... Good to see these scenes. Um, I think, and this is another thing too, I think we see too much of kind of Marcel's scenes like this. Like, Chevchenko, yeah. we, we only saw a brief thing. I mean, there was kind of that sense of fear around Chevchenko. We didn't know what was going on a lot of the time, and that's kind of good for the viewer. Whereas now, we're seeing everything that he's doing, so there's not that tension involved with us, is there?
1: Nope. Although, with Chevchenko, they. They weren't, you know, on their way out, so they didn't really have to speed everything up. They could true. draw it out and make it more dramatic. That
0: is very true. That is a very good point. I mean, even with the Donald Mann stuff, they kind of kept him hidden for a while, didn't they? But again, same point. Yeah. Uh, they're not on the way out there. Um, Davis is talking to Finney about being with a girl called Rhonda. Um, then he's trying to hook Finney up. And then we, of course, get a brief reminder that Finney's with Grace because why not? Um, Sully's done a stinky turd. Um, (laughs) wants a courtesy flush. Uh, I do like Davis here when he's talking about Sully's talking about Monroe, and um, Davis is like, is there a problem with that dad? Uh, and then (laughs) Sully's like, cut her a break. And he's like, just no. Um, we find out Munro's sick and then Sally's gonna be running with Bosco today, because Bosco's back to full duty. Yay. And then we get a bit of a cheesiness moment there where Bosco's like, I'm back, and then we get dunna, dunna, So yeah, it's you know Yeah. Um Cruz uh comes and sees Jelly, um, and basically confirms that she was right, that all these burnt people are dead gang people. Um the first interaction we have between Yokes and Cruz in forever. Um <laughs> Hey Cruz, someone's here for you, that's it. Um, and Marcel has shown up and he's looking all good in a pimped out purple suit. Um, looking quite cool. I wish I could pull off a purple suit like that. Um, so he's there and he's, he said to Cruz, I told you I'll be two days, so he's gonna talk to. Um, Talk to Cruz about that Meanwhile, Carlos, we find out uh, Is recovering back home That he's not that fun to be around when he's sick Again, this just goes to show how bad medical investigation Try to paint these characters out Because all we saw last week was You know, oh, Holly's so in love with Carlos She just wants to be with him all the time when he's sick And yet now, third watch just goes straight back to reality And it's like, hey, Carlos is a pain in the ass Yep, we know that, cool, I'm coming to work like, that's literally all Third Watch needs <laughs> to do in one scene to stamp out all the crap that Medical Investigation did last week with this character. Um, and they do it well. There's so... Like, we talk about pointless random paramedics. Like, are they even in this episode? There's, like, three scenes of them, and they just show up and go. Like...
1: <laughs> right.
0: I mean, why they even bother on, having what-
1: them? <laughs> yeah, like, why not have... <laughs> yeah, bring... I know they won't, but, hey, you know, bring back the days when... When they showed up on a scene and we actually got to... We actually got to see him rushing people to the hospital. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yep. Uh, Bosco in the car trying to get uh, used to the car. He's uh, trying to break all the stuff back in. Um, he talks a little bit about Monroe, saying that um, she made a bit of a mess for herself. And, uh, you know, Sally's saying, you need to understand the situation better. And Bosco's like, I understand that she tried to take down the cop who, um, you know, tried to... Uh, shot the guy who shot me you know I think that she basically Bosco siding with Cruz and everything um, mm-hmm. we hear Bosco talking about 5-5 Five Five Charlie that's a little bit weird he's saying he just wants to be a passenger but he's trying to take over a little bit um, then Jelly and Cruz are questioning Marcel saying he's got um, right to remain silent and Marcel's being all nice to him then Bosco and Sully They've missed the call, Bosco gets angry, never likes being beat to a call, uh, and then Tully basically goes off at him. An hour back, I already hate you, and you're still a jerk, and I love Bosco. Yep, 100%. I'm still a jerk. Um,
1: (laughs) At least that about it hasn't really changed.
0: Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Marcel being questioned, reading out all these different gangbanger names, including Bam Bam. I do like it when he laughs at Bam Bam, and it's like, Bam Bam, that's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> um, and-
1: you know, you have to agree with him. It is kind of a funny name for a gangbanger. Well, this
0: is where I think Wycliffe-Jean is good. Like, I just love this kind of playfulness that he has here. Because, you know, he's just, he's just been so calm and cool. And, you know, even when he's just saying to Cruz, like, you know, I bet you have a pretty smile. And, um, and he's basically, you know, saying like, you know, there's no war. I told you I'd update you. Um, and then when, you know, they're asking him like, where were you last Thursday? And he's kind of like, I was with my beautiful wife. We went to an open home. Then we went and got ice cream, you know, 32 flavors. You should go there. Then we watched Jay Leno. Nicole Kidman was on, I believe, promoting some new movie. Um, like I, don't, I just love the way that he does it. He does it really, really well. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely, this is one of those moments where I think Wycliffe Sean is a really good actor. So, um, yeah, definitely really, really good here. They leave him, and then Jelly and Cruz are a bit angry, because, you know, it's so rehearsed. Um, yep. Uh, and then they have a bit of a fight. Cool. Um, Sally and Bosco are driving around. There's a Yoo-Hoo. They hate yoo hoos It's a woman. Her sister's been bashed up. Uh, she's covered in blood, and then we find out a little girl called Kimmy's disappeared. Oh, no, Darville, what's this going to lead to? Just a normal domestic violence of cases, and this won't lead to anything odd, will it? <laughs>
1: No, it won't.
0: Are you trying to be Dracula or something like that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, not very good at it, but I tried.
0: Uh, Well, you know, it kind of sounded like Chevchenko on Smack, but, you know, hey, you tried. Oh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We also get our first clue that something might not be right here because Sully sees in this little girl's room and there's all, like, dark stuff and there's a photo of her done all, like, emo and (gasps) that can only mean one thing, that they're evil. Um, I mean, it just goes to show this day and age where basically in the mid two thousands when emo was a thing that everyone thought emos were completely evil. Um, like I knew a heap of emo people. I I never had the emo phase myself. Like I had the skunk hair. That's about it. But um, yeah, I think kind of it's just funny that everyone who's emo is evil. Um, so
1: cool. Yeah, that was a huge thing. I do I do remember that. Did you ever turn I wonder emo what the to phase is hell? now?
0: What? Did you ever go emo? No. Are you sure? Are you lying to me? (laughs) No, I'm not. I am being
1: 100% honest.
0: I I like it when you're honest with me. Um, Yeah, it was a very odd phase uh, in the mid-2000s. But anyway, we have now um, Cruz telling Manny, updating him about Marcel, um and that we find out that the ADA is called that they're charging Dawkins, a little 13-year-old kid from uh, the last episode of Third Watch who shot um, Maddox. Uh, he's going to be charged as a full adult, so they're going to go try and find his mother to talk to him. Uh, talk to her, sorry. Uh, Yoka shows up to the crime scene. Holly and Grace have their second of three appearances this episode. We find out that the sister has been hit with a hammer or a bat. She might make it. Cool. Bosco and Jokus kind of have a bit of a conversation. Bosco has to turn around and say like, "You didn't ask if I touched anything." I'm like, "Oh, I don't need to." Like, they've kind of got to like have a chip away a little bit here, don't they? Where it's kind of this is again, I don't like this sort of dynamic between these two. When because it just, I don't no. know, it just it almost feels like Jokus is a little bit too big for Bosco now. Like it just it just doesn't work. This is in one point when Jokus as a detective doesn't work for me. Um, Jokas, uh Cruz, and Manny show up to the building where. Um, the kid's mother is she's disappeared but then we've got this uh, old man out the front who's like sweeping and gives him information about where her um the mother has left i love this guy who's kind of like you know they think he's going to be afraid of talking in front of the gang members and he turns around and like i ain't afraid of those fools <laughs> those boys want to be men <laughs> like i love that guy <laughs> um yeah we find out that mrs dawkins has moved two days ago so cool Uh, We've got this weird sort of scene when Jokas is going around taking photos and being all detective and there's this weird sort of sad piano music as Bosco's watching her. Um, We go in the room of this girl... Um, Bosco mentions about weird kid. Jokis goes weird teenager, and then Bosco is like weird teenager, and Jokic is like oh weird teenager. That's redundant. Like it's just it's an odd exchange between these two. It almost feels like these two just have no chemistry anymore. They're like, strangers. Like, I know how have they how have they ruined like the pretty much the best relationship in Third Watch, and made them like yeah exactly as you said they're strangers. Like it just feels odd. Like if there's meant to be tension between these two, then make it tension filled. Like back in season four when these two hated each other. Um, you felt like even when they hated each other, there was chemistry between them. Now, like as you said, they're just complete strangers. It feels odd.
1: Yep, in late season four, anyway. I mean, early season four, they still.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but
0: Bosco kind of drops a line of like, "You're good at this," uh. And then she kind of holds up a flower and is all like, "Foolja!" Like it's it's just weird. Um, and then what's the cheesy one-liner when Jokas is like, I gave, and I gave Emily a hard time having an NSYNC poster. Uh, like, it's just odd. Like, they, they've seriously just caught the medical investigation disease. Let's drop a few, like, oh, what is this, a costume party? You get a weird vibe in here. Yes, I do. Like, this girl is, you know, okay, she's admittedly bashed her mum with a hammer and drinking blood. That's a bit past the point of what normal emos do. Um... But, like, I don't know, they just go out of their way to paint this girl as, like, the Antichrist um, when, you know, most teenagers at this age, when they're being emo, aren't doing this. So, anyway, um, they're going to take the picture and give it to the media because she's gone missing. Uh, and then Yoko finds uh, her diary because she's like, some things never change because uh, all teenage girls hide their diaries in their top uh, underwear drawer, I guess. Um Cruz meanwhile has found Mrs. Dawkins. She's sitting outside on a stoop. Um and then basically, you know, I like this woman. She's kind of she sells this really well cuz um yes. We find out that she's got like six kids and that she's trying to do the best for all of them and that um they had to move cuz they were walking past the shot spot where their father was killed every single day and they didn't even clean up the blood. Uh, and then she wanted to move away because she couldn't go outside, and now she can't even go inside this building. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty sad. Like, I like the way they kind of portray this. Um, and obviously, she ends up giving up the information because Cruz then shows up to, uh, Marcel Hollis. He's all, you know, cocky. She's completely smiles. It's the first time I think I've ever seen Cruz smile that much. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he, she arrests him for basically saying that Mrs. Dawkins, told her that she, he gave the gun to uh, Michael and that then was told to shot so and of course uh um Hollis is all like, you know, oh, you're making a mistake, you're making a mistake um, but yeah, I like Cruz here when she's all smiling. Cruz looks good when she smiles.
1: Uh- <laughs> I believe it you know I actually wondered when that was when when during that little scene I was like, is that the first is that the first time she has ever really smiled?
0: Mm. Yeah, I think so. Like, full on. Like, we talked about this with Carlos, didn't we, in the last Third Watch episode. Like, it's kind of odd when we see these characters smile. So, uh, no, it, it works yeah. out. So. Um, Yoko's is in the hospital. She's talking to the uh, the victim's sister. She's going to CAT scan, seeing if she's going to get brain damage. And then we find out that the father died three years ago, and that little old Kimmy has been... Um, getting into this vampire thing and she's been going to some club and being dragged out and then we hear the word Dante. Do you know who Dante is? She keeps referring to Dante as her father in the uh, diary. Ooh. Um, we have to have a little hmm, reminder. where this could go. We have to have a little reminder scene in the hospital that Bosco's eyes might not be good. Um, he just says to Bos- to Faith like, oh, my eyes are fine, Faith. See, this is all he needed to say like last episode, didn't he? Like, you know, my eyes are fine because she kind of ignores it straight away, doesn't she? So, you know. Yeah. Um I will I will laugh. I do laugh though at the bit when um Jokers is like, Oh, can you know you guys come and tail me on this? We need some help. You know, we need to go talk to some vampires and I just love the look that Bosco and Sully give to each other and then Sully's like, Gotta say, didn't see that one coming <laughs> like Sully sums up this <laughs> yes. episode. Sully to me sums up this episode right there. Like that yeah. moment is this episode in a scene.
1: <laughs> yeah and that that one liner that one liner works
0: yeah i i really think that you know i think this would be a promo here they're like this friday on third watch and then you just show that scene like 10 p.m you know how whatever time they showed it like can you give me give me a bit of your one-liner yeah your promo here
1: okay <clears throat> friday third watch goes where it has never gone before gotta say didn't see that one coming. <laughs> All new third watch, NBC Friday. Uh, yep,
0: that's essentially what needs to be summed up here. Um. Okay, so cool, they're going off to see that. Um, Marcel um, getting talked about being put in a cell. Um, and then he mentions a line, innocent people will die which uh, obviously, you know, is going to come back very much at the end of this episode. Meanwhile, Sally and Bosco show up to this club, and then Bosco also drops a line, which basically sums up this episode, when he says, you got to be kidding me. Like, that's essentially, I think... Jason Wiles wasn't acting then. He's like legitimately thinking like, fuck, I'm reading this script and what's going on? Um, (laughs) They go downstairs into this club and then we get this really creepy, weird song and all these weird shots of all these vampires doing things. And then we get one of the most cheesiest scenes in all of Third Watch when we've got like this teenage girl coming up to Bosco going, nice scar. (laughs) And then hisses at him. And then he's like, nice teeth. She walks away. And then Bosco's like, nice talking to you. And then what does Yoko say? Like, good to see you still attract the freaks. It's so bad. Like, holy crap. Like, I, can somebody watch this scene and then watch a scene from season one and tell me, are we watching the same show right now? Like, holy crap, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you're going silent there, on me. It's speechless, right? There is. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know what to say. All right, we'll move on. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> so, and then we just get this weird freaking scene of vampires and, oh, we don't serve alcohol. And then Jokus is all like, we're looking for Dante. And Dante's just there, like, I'm Dante. This guy is annoying as shit. Um, and, like, the thing I will say is, if they had made this, like, a one-episode thing, like... Maybe it wouldn't be as bad. I mean, it still would be bad, let's be honest. But maybe not as bad. But the fact that they're going to turn this into kind of like a long running thing that's going to lead us basically to the final episode and like connect us around the Bosco stuff, like it's just ridiculous. Um, the guy who plays Dante is a guy called Luke Robertson. And if you look him up on IMDb, he is best known for Third Watch, Dante slash David. Um, but he's actually been in quite a few things, so it's it's interesting to me that this is still what he's best known for. He was in um, the Americans for a good six episodes, uh, and then he was in another show called Godless for seven episodes. And yet, according to his best known for, Third Watch is number one. So maybe he just made such an impact as his vampire. Um, he maybe men- mentions that he they believe he's a vampire. No, they're a sanguinarian. Um, and then, God, I do like the line from Sully, when, what is it, Bosco says something about vampires, and Sully's like, you mean a Sagittarius? Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and I do like Bosco's line of easy count, Sharkula. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, so that he doesn't know where Kimmy is. Uh Jokas mentions like oh she was dragged out of here kicking a screen by her parents. He's all like, Oh, that happens a lot here. Um and then like this is where it gets stupid in terms of I guess Yoko's and just it takes away from their ability as cops because she mentions about the whole like if you if I ever saw you near my daughter, you know, I would uh test the whole theory about you living forever and then like Bosco drops her name like, oh, Emily wouldn't be that stupid. So, okay, you're just setting yourself up there for this guy to hit you up on the internet because he knows that you have a daughter and he knows that her name is Emily. So, like, it's kind of like you're setting yourself open here and it's just, it's just dumb. And then Jokis is all like, oh, you're a pervert who likes little girls and you know, you're an Ill- inadequate man who can't handle the company of adults and then he gets all creepy and has a shot of blood and then she has this really weird look on her face which is like, ooh, scary. Which I will admit, I do kind of like the look on her face. I remember watching this episode with an ex many years ago and she was obsessed with Yokus and, um... Yeah, like, just this... The, the, I always took a screenshot and that's what our screenshot is for our uh, image on social media this week. It's just kind of like that look of Yokus' eyes, like, you know, going, ooh, scary. Um but it's so bad like it's so bad they leave the club and they get a radio call saying that they found the missing go- girl and then we we go back into the club and we've got all dramatic Dante on the internet bitch needs to learn some respect let's see what we can find out about this Detective Yocus it's like ooh scary a vampire's gonna be after Yocus what the hell <laughs> it's so bad man tell me you don't like this as God. much as I do
1: right come on <laughs> I'll say it again I, You know, I don't Did I say this on air? The X-Files could have done this better
0: Oh, easily Can I just point out Charles Murray Who wrote this episode He's actually got um, A pretty good track record With some of his episodes He's written before Castles of Sand Was a pretty decent episode In lieu of Johnson mm-hmm. Was a very good episode uh um, yes. Purgatory was a bad episode, we know that one. Uh Spanking the Monkey was eh, it was, you know, okay.
1: And it was we, okay. Then
0: we go to Kingpin Rising. So we I think he lost his mojo once he um wrote Purgatory, really. <laughs> but I mean, you know, in lieu of Johnson and Castles of Sand, we like those episodes, so I don't know what's happening. Oh yet. yeah. So anyway, um <laughs> just the cheesiness. Oh, that's fine. Because good old Google just happens to give him all the information he needs. Um <laughs> So... Google's like that. Yep, exactly. Um, where are we? Oh, so we've got this random couple now, and we find out that um, Kimmy's been with them all day. We didn't know that she was missing. We just saw the uh, the news um, that uh, that had happened. So uh, they go into her room and, um, you know, I do love the fact that they just bust into a teenage girl's room with a boy in there, and yet, you know, the shocking thing is here they're not doing anything that bad. Well, are they? No, they're just cutting each other's arms and drinking blood. Um, so the son gets all like, Oh, Mum and Dad, why did you get the cops here? Ask them to leave. Like, he's just an annoying teenager. <sighs> oh, God. And then this girl is all like, Did I kill her when I hit her? Um, so, uh-oh, shock horror, he hit her. Um... We actually do get a kind of a nice scene here between Sully and Bosco. Um, it's just such a shame it's in such a bad episode, um, you know, when Bosco's basically saying, like, there was a day where I never thought I would come back, and then... Uh, oh, I-, I-,
1: I love that moment between them.
0: Yeah, and so like, it's I think it's probably the best moment we ever get between Sully and Bosco, because, you know, Sully just basically saying, like, hey, I realise why you pissed me off so much. It's because, you know, you never let the system beat you down, I was exactly the same as you. No one was excited about being the police as I was, but I let the system beat me. Yet you, I always wait for you to have the system beat you, uh, but it never does, and you're always that exciting for me here. It's like you piss me off because you don't let the system beat you, and then I love the line there from Bosco, when it's like oh, you're a damn good, you're a damn good cop, Sol. Um And you know, Sully's like, oh, I don't believe in the greater good anymore. Um, and then I do like the line of, you know, I'm not going to kiss you, and it's like you kiss me. I'm gonna shoot unless you want to get, unless you want to get shot again. Um yeah I like, I'm going to put this as a potential top 5. I don't think it will make it just yes. because been such a bad episode. Um but I mean I don't know. Like it's a nice scene, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually it's actually my favorite scene of this whole episode.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that's an easy one. Um but anyway, it's a nice scene between the two of them. Um so we get the call over the radio uh they can Oh, Jocus! I don't know. Calls and basically says you can stop the surveillance where they found them. Um, we then find out that uh, they were drinking the blood because it helps him cross over. Because Dante says this and that, and that her blood's pure, and then we find out why she hit her in the back of the head. Um, the paramedics come up. Uh, Grace and Holly with their third and final scene in the episode. Um, yep, cool. Um, Cruz and Manny. Crew, uh Manny wants to go home uh early to kiss his baby goodnight. Cruz says tell your son I said hello. Cruz gets a call, she rushes out. Yocas goes to see the mother of Kimmy. She doesn't want to press any charges, but they have to because it's domestic violence. The state will press charges. She keeps saying like I fell. Um and then Yocas is all like, you know, she needs psychological help. She's a good girl It used to be true, cool. Um and then uh, Cruz sees Finney and Davis. So we find out that there's been a drive-by shooting. Four gang members are dead. One is a little boy who's been shot. Uh, there's a guy in the ambulance who's not giving up any information. And the cr- there's a mother there crying about a little kid. And then Cruz kind of gets his flash in her head where she's like, she hears Marcel's voice saying, you know, oh, innocent people are going to die. And then we cut to Marcel in prison just sitting there whistling. So, ooh, that's an omen, what's happening, going on there. And then we randomly get Emily in the episode because it's been a while since we've had Emily. Can I just point out, I don't think I've mentioned, that Bonnie Dennison's actually been on the credits of every episode this season, yet she hasn't appeared really that much. Um yes. She's excited. She's been out of the library since 10.30. She's excited to watch Naked Brad Pitt with her mum. Troy's a terrible movie, by the <laughs> way, people. Don't watch it, it's stupid. Um... And then, Emily, this is the same girl who has lived an entire life with her mother as a cop. Now, we went off at her back in season four, when she stupidly took drugs and got in the car. Let's not go over that. But dumb old Emily is back, because here she is, 10.30 at night, in New York City, approached by a random guy claiming to be, oh, I saw you at a party once. And she just believes him and starts talking to him. I'm sorry, if some guy or girl comes up to me and is all like, I saw you at a party. I was too... I'm going to be suspicious. What sort of like mother does she think like she's got a mother who's a cop, stranger danger. Like go away, Emily. No. Uh...
1: <laughs> really? I mean and and in a place in a place like NYC no less, yeah. with like ten mil with like ten million people. Now, you know, if it had been, say, a big party in a in a smaller in a smaller city or a small or a small town, then, you know, I'd prob I probably would have you know, forgiven that because, you know, big party, lots of people. Yeah, maybe you caught a glimpse of me. Okay, hi. Mm-hmm. But I really have to get home. Can we talk another time? Maybe something like that. But like but yeah, New York New York City, ten million people. No, I'm and not buying it.
0: She's near his house. Like like even the whole like oh I thought that was you, like, come on. Like, no. No, Emily. Stranger Danger. Don't get into cars with people and take drugs, like you just you, you've redeemed yourself so much, but now this is just showing you dumb. Um, and then, but the the plot twist here is that he's not Dante, Don Apple, and all in his makeup. He looks all pale, and he's I'm David. Like ugh, ugh. it's just
1: it's just the worst deli- It's just the worst delivery of that line ever. It's so. It sounds like it sounds almost like he's fanboying for some reason.
0: Yeah. I completely agree. And it's just it's, it's this storyline's gonna get even worse. Like it just ugh, you just can't escape it. Um that's Kingpin rising. Wow, we did this so quickly. Um it's a <laughs> bit ride. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> like mm-hmm. Um Yeah, this this is a bad, bad episode. Um and I think, like, even outside the vampire stuff, though, it's just it's just a case of that it, the other stuff's kind of just not that engaging. Like, I mean, there's maybe like no, the, there's two decent scenes with the you know Bosco and Sully, and then the bit with the uh, Dawkins mother. They're good scenes, but outside of that, like, it's just there's nothing really that engaging. Um,
1: yeah, next week's next week's episode. I I don't know if we get more vampire stuff with next week's, but let's say we do. At least the stuff out of uh, aside from that in next week's episode is a lot more engaging than this.
0: Yeah. I'll just quickly say I added this at 123 out of 127 episodes. So, um, not quite the worst, but, uh, still very much down the bottom. Yes. Next week, uh, we are back for too little too late. Um, and we get it. Yeah. We get an interesting stuff about a woman and a welfare check. There's Bosco and Monroe being together for a little bit. Um, Davis gets a hot dog. Um, <laughs>
1: More ways than one, and he get and <laughs> no, he he gets one, and then he gives the vendor his <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I love that scene. It's it's funny. Looking- I love those scenes with him and that with him and that woman. It's they're funny.
0: Looking forward to talking about because we really are at the pointy end now. This show so um, very much uh, with five episodes to go. So um, yeah, that's next week. Too little, too late. Maybe that's a. Uh, A summary of Third Watch when it comes to trying to save itself at this point. I don't know. (laughs) In the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all our relevant channels, and we appreciate you joining us uh, for this episode because we like the fact that you listen. It makes us smile and do more of these episodes. Uh, My name is Ben, and um, yeah, I'm a vampire.
1: I'm not going to kiss you. Good night. My name is Darvell, and unless you want to get shot again, see you next week, peeps. Oh, one more thing. I will say that the title of this episode, I meant to say this at the top, the title of this episode, it does kind of fit with regards to Marcel, Kingpin Rising. Hmm. I will say that.
0: Okay. Not that's to say, but see? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you next week. Good night. <laughs>